Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. It is so good to be back in studio. I always love getting in front of the microphone and sharing um, with you um, everything that's going on with me, Recovery Guy movement, and how best we can serve the recovery community, and that is you. So thank you very much for being a part of this whenever or wherever you're listening, whether you're um, pulling me down from your favorite podcast channel or you are going to recoveryguy.org uh, or you're just following the link in my bio from uh, recovery underscore guy on Instagram. I am glad you are here. And uh, this is the Tuesday podcast, um, and it is The Fix, and uh, I'm recording this on Monday, and a little bit later than I usually do, um, because I I sat around and watched and mesmerized and was honored and got a history lesson as I watched uh, Mr. John Lewis um be laid to rest, or at least for observation, in the rotunda, uh, in the um, in the Capitol, and it was uh, interesting at best. and And I and I never get political on this, and I'm not getting political now. It's historical. Uh, if you did not have an opportunity to watch uh, Mr. Lewis be laid to rest, uh, go find it. It is a history lesson in. American civil rights, and and certainly one of the greatest things about recovery, about you and me going to recovery, we weren't judged on anything other than our desire, and even that might have been not real for many of us. That was partial, at least it was for me. There was no prejudice. There was no one asked for anything except for a desire to get well, no matter how small that was. And it was very interesting, as I recall, you know, as a person who's 66 years old, I lived through a lot of things. And I remember when I was nine years old in elementary school in Los Angeles, and and I remember when I first heard the name of uh, Medgar Evers and and would further come to more fully understand um, Mr. Mr. Evers was uh, assassinated in June of 1963. In November of 1963, John F. Kennedy, President of the United States from 61 to 63, he was assassinated. Then we fast forward to 1968 uh, in, uh, in April, uh, April 4th, I think it was, of 1968, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. And then that summer, uh, Bobby Kennedy in June at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, uh, he was assassinated. And do your history, do that, to go back and listen to today's um, broadcast. And, and, and I hope all of us have a deeper perspective, and there's healing that occurs, not only in our recovered life, but certainly healing uh, in our nation. And that's all I will say about that.
today's podcast uh, is entitled Self-Portrait. And, and I think when we even consider what my previous statement was, um, you know, a self-portrait is so important uh, as we take a look at who we are and we even have the ability to decide what that uh, self-portrait, it is a self-portrait. So it's kind of like an autobiography. We are the author of it. Um, as many of you know, if you've listened to me a while, one of my mentors that I learned so much from in, in terms of the quality movement was Dr. Stephen Covey. And, and Dr. Covey talked about um, uh, making a break with the past, making a break with the past. One of the things that Dr. Covey would say uh, is that every major scientific breakthrough came from a break with. And Dr. Covey went on to even say, it's about living and working in ways that will enrich your life and the lives of those around you. This is a quote. It is an exploration into the natural laws that govern our actions and how you can align yourself with those laws that you can bring them to true power, energy, compassion, and integrity into your life and the lives of those around you. So powerful. Uh, I will make sure that those are in the notes. Go back and read that paragraph by Dr. Covey and dissect it and, and, and just sort of unpack it and put it back together with what it means to you. And hopefully it resonates with you to the depth that it resonates with me. So, so let's picture ourselves. Here's something I was thinking of a number of months ago, and I actually just put this in some notes and set them aside, and, and I'm going to use them today. Listen to this. If I blame someone for my past, that makes them responsible for my past. There, there, there's one main problem with that. If someone else is responsible or it's their fault that I got where I ended up, do I need someone else to get where I want to go? And, and I say that because one of the things that Dr. Covey taught me is that inside-out approach. And if you've heard me relate to it, it's where I got this from, the inside-out approach to the recovered life. I actually pulled that from Dr. Covey, an inside-out approach to change and quality. So an individual self-concept is the core of their personality. Self-talk is critical and makes a difference on each side of the coin. In other words, it's easy for me to believe that a strong and positive image is at the foundation of a positive and strong and productive life. When the picture of our life changes, we change. Let me repeat that. When the picture of our life or that self-portrait changes, we 
change or are changed. And like any artist who creates images, um, there are some things that the artist will do, and they are parallel to the things that we in recovery should do. Now, my son-in-law, Josh, is a very accomplished artist, and we've actually commissioned him for some paintings in our home, and he's exceptional um, artist, uh, paint, canvas artist, and, and, and I'm not an artist, trust me. Uh, stick people, you'd wonder why someone could get a stick person so incredibly wrong, uh, but I do. That's not my gift of art. My, my gift of art is expression um, that, that, I, that I practice with you, the, the podcast audience or the blog audience. Um, but here's what I know about art. There's 10 things that I've listed here that I that I hope you look at and 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 relate to our recovered life. And again, this is my limited knowledge of art and so I'm trying to transition between the two worlds to give us a, a to lack of a better term, a better picture of what I believe our self-portrait uh, how it ought to come about. Uh, uh, so check these things out here. Here's, here's the first thing. Number one, decide what we want the finished product to look like. I know that when I came into recovery, because I knew what I'd given up, because I knew of all the things that were near and dear to me, I already had an idea of where I wanted to go. And what I, in understanding that self-portrait to be, I was told, and hopefully you were, if not, I'm going to tell you now for the first time, you can go anywhere and be anything that you want to be. We have the ability to become new. And I'm actually going to address that uh, more fully in Friday's podcast. So we need to decide what we want the finished product to look like. Then we need to start with an unblemished canvas Start with an unblemished canvas, and this is so important for us when we understand forgiveness and, and what we ought to do in terms of setting the slate clean, because we can't go back and, and act like nothing has happened, but we don't have to draw over that forgiveness means setting aside, clearing away. It says to clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. So we clear away, we make sure that canvas is unblemished. Doesn't mean, again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying we don't have to make amends or go back and revisit these things. But that's a very separate story. Being accountable for the things that we've done 
and carrying the things that we've done into today because we aren't that person. The next thing I know that an artist, and I know Josh will do, is he he knows what colors he wants to use. Because he's already got an idea of what he wants the finished product to look like, he begins to assemble the the ingredients, the colors that um, that he's going to want his painting to reflect. He's got an image of it, and he and he may add or change some colors along the way, but he's got a pretty good idea. So he begins to assemble, and the same way with you and me, we begin looking at what our resources are, and we begin to assemble the various uh, perspectives or mindsets that we want to include in our path of recovery because different people express their recovery differently and we need to make sure we incorporate all of those things in, in much more of a eclectic approach to wellness and recovery. We need the diversity of what others have done to help tell our story of recovery the best. There's not one person's story that is going to give us the roundedness that we need. So we need to know what colors we want to use. Then we want to use new brushes, right? We want to we want to begin using new tools and resources because we don't want to use the old things with new you would never use an old or soiled brush with new paint on a fresh canvas that again i'm not an artist and that doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense to me in recovery either you know i can't uh go into to new thinking using the old thinking that got me to the place of needing new thinking i need to new use new applications in other words the next thing number five i want to draw from an internal inspiration. Draw from an internal inspiration. Again, that inside-out approach. And this is so important because if I'm not drawing from an internal inspiration, I will get tired. I will think at some point, this person or that place or that thing isn't worth my effort. I'm growing tired. But if I'm internally inspired I will move forward when I am otherwise tired. I hope you have found this true in your recovery. Without mentioning any any names, I know some individuals who really struggle with aspects of their life, and yet they're so internally driven that they don't allow. It gets them tired from time to time, but it never causes them to stop. It never causes them to question the reason for what they're doing. They are internally inspired, and they continue to move forward based on that internal inspiration. The next thing that I think is really important to do, number six, be patient with the work in progress. Be patient. Again, we are a work in progress. Don't be afraid to put down the brush. Don't be discouraged by an unfinished work. We can't be. We need to be, again, going back to that internal inspiration, 
We need to know that we are on our way to the finished product that we saw when we first envisioned what the self-portrait could look like. It's very, very important. Don't, don't be discouraged, but be patient. Now, the next thing might sound contrary to you to what I said in point six, but we can't be afraid to start over if needed. We can't be afraid to do that. We need to be willing to be that work in progress, to be so objective toward our subjective self. And I hope that makes sense. We need to be so objective that we listen to others and and have them say, you know, you're going about this the wrong way. I know your intention. You've told me what you want this finished product to look like. But I think we need to start over. I'm, I'm not a potter any more than I am a painter. I'm not, again, I'm not that kind of artist. But what I do know about pottery is that it's called a wheel and they and it's called throwing, right? I do know that as a potter would begin to throw or spin the the wheel for that clay to be formed, there are times when it's necessary, and that's even a biblical reference. I think it's in Jeremiah um, chapter 4 or 17, something like that. But God is showing Jeremiah in the Bible an illustration of the potter and the clay. And, and there's nothing wrong or inconsistent with that potter who wants a product that he is pleased with to, to, to either pull out the mar, start over, uh, or, or again, or start over completely, right? If, if we can't get the blemish out, in terms of the work moving forward, then starting over again is completely acceptable. We need to remember that. And, and, and as long as we don't go back and use or revert back to old negative behavior, there's nothing wrong with that. I would rather start over than get two years, three years, four years down the road where something goes wrong and I don't understand what it is. I would rather start over than have that happen to me. Wouldn't you? The next thing, number eight, is we want to draw off of things that we've learned along the way. That is so important because as we're learning along the way, we might want to color over a particular area or introduce a a new type of color that we want to add to to add to the energy to the to the vibrancy of our work of art our self portrait or we might want to use a different brush again i'm not an artist but i know that josh will use different types of brushes because of how they accent how they fill in you wouldn't use a a, a small thin brush like you would use for drawing finite line for maybe the sky or the ground or something else where you needed a little bit more coverage or a particular uh, uh, indent or, or, or type of paint that you would use to express what you want to express in that portrait. So draw off of things learned along the way. Number nine, 
Be proud of what you've created because most people don't do this. Most people quit before they have gotten this far in the process. And that is the sad thing about addicts and alcoholics is that the majority of them die before they even get to creating creating a self-portrait. Be proud of what you've created and know that very few have treaded the way you have walked. And number 10, share the process and the art with others. This is so important to share. You know, I, I really love the first tradition of Alcoholics Anonymous. It says that our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. We need to share, right? Share our experience, strength, and hope with others that we might solve our common problem and to help others to recover from alcoholism. The 12th step of all 12-step programs is sharing the message, having had a spiritual awakening, right? We try to carry this message, carry the message, share the process and the art and the picture, the self-portrait with others. You will, you will be amazed, if you're not already, of how encouraged they will be that someone else decided to take a different path, to draw themselves differently, to see themselves differently. And then for that person who is wondering if they can do it, we can show them that it can be done, that they can create a self-image, a self-portrait. They don't have to go by the images of the past. They can start with a product, a place where, what would you like to look like? It's that wish list, right? If you could look like anything, what would it be like? Then we get that unblemished canvas. Decide what colors we want to use. We get our new brushes ready to paint. We draw from an internal inspiration. We learn to be patient because we are a work in progress. And then if need be, Don't be afraid to turn back. That's one of my favorite lines in life. One of my favorite expressions in life is, we can always turn around. And that's really true. And it doesn't mean anything except or we need to find a more effective way to express who we want to become, what we want the self-portrait to become. Again, it's a self-portrait. We get to decide all of those things. Also, don't, um, don't uh, be afraid to draw off of things that you've learned along the way. That's very important. Just learn, adapt, grow, adopt new things because we're going to learn along the way. So we want to draw off of them to help make our portrait a little bit more relevant to who we are as we grow and change along this journey of recovery. Then be proud of what you've created. Again, very few people have gotten where you have gotten. You know, I have friends, uh, newcomers that I work with in Zoom meetings and people that I meet uh, on Instagram and along the way in social media, and they'll say, 
I'll ask them how long they've been around, and and they'll say only this amount of time or only that amount of time. And I think <laughs> you're you're missing the whole point. You know, oftentimes they'll say, well, how long, you know, have you been? clean and sober for when was the last time you were clean and sober for seven months eight months nine months and 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 sometimes they'll say since i was 14 since i was 15 so it'll be like 10 12 15 20 years since they've ever been uh that um, that cleaner that sober and i think well what makes you think seven months eight months nine months three months is any is anything to say only about be proud of what you've created and know that the majority of people die in this addiction. And number 10, share the process and art with others. Remember, the most important relationship we will ever have apart from God, the God of our understanding, is the relationship we will have with internal self. This relationship is called the personal, and it is taken from the self-portrait. I really hope and pray that your journey will lead you to a self-portrait that celebrates the recovery that you have found. Can you create a self-portrait that's reflective of who you want to be, who you strive to be, and set aside the things that you did from who you really are and use an unblemished canvas to create a portrait that would really reflect the self that you want to be seen. Please join me at recoveryguy.org. Please click on your favorite podcast channel to find me from recoveryguy.org. Please listen to or uh, share these podcasts. Please read the blogs and share them as well. If you found me at recovery underscore guy, message me. Let me know what's going on, how I can best serve you as you go down this road of happy destiny. As you travel this road of recovery, remember, we are in this together. We got sick apart but we get well together. I want to thank you for joining me today. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.